Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I'm so excited to be here with our friend Gina Mayo. I, I am just thrilled because Gina is an old friend of ours. I mean, we're talking when we first started Seven Sisters Homeschool back in the day, Gina was the first person who sat down with us and gave us encouragement and tips and advice and support and in such a gracious and kind way. And she's always just been a quiet encouragement to us. So I'm so glad that we can have her here today and that we can talk about music appreciation together because this is, I think, going to make some folks happy. So Gina, say hi and tell us about your family and your homeschool journey. Sure, I'd love to. It's so great to be with you guys, Vicki. Um, so I first, after college, which I studied music education, I taught in the public school system for five years. I taught junior high choir in um, elementary jun- general music. And then when I had my first child, I decided that my, my husband and I decided we wanted homeschool. So um, we have eight children. My oldest is 19 now. And oh my he, goodness, congratulations. Yes, I know. He and my second son are both freshmen in college this year. So I have oh, wow. six still at home, two in high school, two in middle school, and two in elementary. That's pretty incredible having two freshmen at the same time. Yes. I bet that, that was some transition emotion there. For it long. was. It really was. It was a lot of work, so I'm kind of glad we did two at once, and then I have a little breather before the next one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So you you got six still at home. Yes. And tell us about the part that music plays in your homeschool. Well, you know, where I first started to do the music appreciation courses um, happened at our co-op, actually. That year, we were studying 20th century history, and Uh all the kids were studying the same time period. And I thought, you know, we really have to include music in this because there's so much uh, musical things that happened during the 20th century that either were affected by the history or affected the history. And so I knew that it would be so much so important for them to study both at the same time. So uh, that year I wrote my first music appreciation course and taught it to all the kids at our co-op. And then I turned it into an ebook cur- curriculum and then I realized how much more handy it would be actually on, in an online course format. And so that's how I got started with everything that I started writing. You know, and I think that is such a good point is that for a lot of history, music is very integral in either creating part of the culture and the movements of the history, or that the culture and that the activities are affecting the music. But either way, music is just a really important part of studying history and geography and cultures. Yes. So that's cool. Yeah. And and so you're, you were able to give your students because of your training uh, that background and what the music was for 20th century. Mm-hmm. So what we want to talk about today 
is getting a music appreciation credit. So what we hear from some homeschool moms is they're not the artsy kind. You know, they they never studied art in high school or college. They never studied music in high school or college. And that's fine because there's not one right way to be a person or a homeschooler. So, right. But a lot of states and umbrella schools require at least one fine arts credit. And so for a non-artsy person, if you if your teens just have a music appreciation, just understand, you know, some basics about music um, and, and love it, um, that is a life enriching credit then. So, so, Gina, on your website, Music in Our Homeschool, there are a bunch of different like short courses. So would you tell us about those little courses and let's let's brainstorm some ways to put that together as a music appreciation credit. Right. So I totally agree with you on the fact that so many moms didn't know how to give that fine arts credit for their students. And even the states that don't require it, I think it's really important for every high schooler to have a fine arts credit. I still agree. Yes. yes. So I just wanted to make it the simplest, easiest, and most fun way for a high schooler to do this. And they can do it on their own. It's completely self-paced. But I wrote three different ones specifically for high schoolers. And one of them is the 20th century. And then one is for romantic era, which is the 1800s. And then I went back even further and did the Middle Ages through the Classical Era. So that's about 500 AD through 1799. So those three different courses are available for high schoolers. And the first two I mentioned, the 20th century and the um, Romantic Era, are both 36 lessons. So it's so simple to figure out how you're going to do that through a school year. You can either just do one lesson per week for the whole year, or you could um, do two lessons a week and just do it in a semester. And then the, the third course, the Middle Ages through um, Classical Era, is 18 lessons. So that one really is much more easy to do in just one semester. But the way it works is every lesson, it has everything laid out there for what to learn about either a composer or a particular style or a movement that was happening in, in music. And it basically goes through chronological order um, through the time period. And then they have videos to listen to. And I've linked them to YouTube videos because you actually see the real orchestras playing them. Or, so or the yeah. singers singing them. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's scenes from operas or choirs or uh, really fancy performances, amazing performances that they'll do out in the woods. Or, you know, I found so many great different ways to um, watch the music. It's just so much more fun, I think, than just listening oh, yeah. to it on an audio. Yeah. So all the videos are, are embedded right there in the course. It's so easy. You can look on, use any kind of device to um, access it. And then there's suggestions on how to um, really make it sink in more. Maybe you're writing about it or you're uh, doing some extra reading. Or um, if you don't even want to do that, maybe you have a student that's more special needs and they just want to listen, you know, however you want to do it, you can make it work for you. 
Yeah, I think that's beautiful is I like the the chronological look at music mm-hmm. and can actually then tie that in with your history course, just like you guys did at your co-op. Right. So that it's it's helping build a great history credit, but it's also giving that fine arts exposure and helping people to understand music in context. You know, where where did these come from and the, the involvement of the music? I just invented a word. Um, <laughs> how it grew and changed over time. So, yes. Um, all right. So when when you've done music with your kids, mm-hmm. and, uh, so you, you've got high school experience here. How did you record music credits? Because I know you guys went way more in depth being a very musical family. But let's let's just rabbit trail for just a second okay. and talk about how you put music credits, what kind of credits and how you recorded them on the transcript. Uh, my oldest actually did take a music theory course. He was mm-hmm. in the public school, so he did an AP music theory course. So that's one thing you can do. And I know there's online versions of those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, many of my kids have taken private lessons. And so I just add up basically the number of hours that they're practicing or having a lesson per week to decide whether it should be counted as a full credit or a half credit. Mm -hmm. And then um, a lot of my kids also do musical theater. So they're uh, practicing their their plays and singing and dancing with that. And so that I'll, I'll count a musical theater arts credit for those kids. Yeah. So for your kids each year, they may have more than one music credit, which these are fine arts credits. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to have more than the basic requirement. Yes. Yeah. So then it goes into, um, it, you know, elective levels or uh, just showing the strengths of the child, you know, the ability to develop an interest, which some colleges are really looking for. Mm-hmm. Did did either one of your freshmen in college end up as a music major or what are they studying? My oldest actually did consider it and he tried out, he auditioned for some music schools and got accepted, but then he decided he wanted to go more the writing uh, route, uh, either journalism or screenwriting. So indeed. he's doing that. My second son continued taking piano lessons for a long time, but he went into uh, mechanical engineering. Oh, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and in both of those, they don't need the music at this point, but it really has enriched their experiences, I bet. Yes. And my oldest still is taking choir in college. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, I know in, in my kids, we did some private lessons just according to what we could afford at the time. But we had this lovely homeschool orchestra for a while and then oh, a homeschool that's neat. choir. Yeah, so my um, various kids had either choir or orchestra or um, church praise band. Yes. And so my my oldest stayed with music. He got a music minor. He got his degree in um, in math and computer science, but he got his a minor in flute. Oh, okay. And, you know, played in the, the college orchestra all the way through till graduation. And then my youngest just graduated last year as a music education major. So you understand what that's like. So. Yes, I do. That's so yes. He's now teaching music in an elementary school, not too far from where we live. 
And I do so, have several friends who have had students, like you said, play in orchestra or um, bands and things like that. And they actually got scholarships to play in the orchestras in their college, even though they weren't music majors. Yeah, it's really never a waste of time mm-hmm. to invest in music or any interest in homeschooling high school. You never know if it'll pay off. So my kids did not get um, scholarships from their experiences, but their high school trainings, especially for my youngest, opened all kinds of doors for him during college. You know, like he he was uh, very, very involved in community music because his his um, the head of the department had pegged him from early on like, oh, this kid's got some experience. So right. it just made his college much richer. So anyway, back to, though, the non-musical moms, you know, Uh so a a lot of families just aren't musically bent. And so to have a music appreciation, so music appreciation is just appreciating music. And so it can be defined as anything. And in Gina's courses here at Music in Our Home School, uh, she's laid out these courses for kids that you can put together as a music appreciation credit. Right. So if if a teen wanted to just log hours, like you said, you know, some kids just want to watch or if they have special needs, they don't need a lot of interaction. So writing or anything else, mm-hmm. um, they would end up with about if they just watched the videos and did all the 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 links and everything, they would end up with, let's see, I'm doing the math. About sixty hundred hours. Uh, I should have asked you this ahead of time. <laughs> How many lessons total? If they did the twentieth century, the Middle Ages, and the ancient? Oh, if you did all of them, yeah. Let's say okay. you did all. So, if you wanted to do one lesson per week, that would be uh-huh. two and a half years. So that would be five semesters. That's that's you could drag that out for a long time. Yes, you could. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? And that that would be a marvelous thing. And if your teen really got interested in it, um, that you could really do that. But let's say they only just we're just going to do the bare bones. So mm-hmm. what what would they do for a one of oh just a one credit? Okay, for, so um, say you wanted to do. Do you mean a full credit? Yeah. Okay, so say you wanted to do the twentieth century course. And you mm-hmm. can find this at learn.musicinourhomeschool.com. And you look for the 20th century music appreciation course for high school. And then you see that there's 36 lessons there. Uh-huh. Um, and I do, I think I have two free pre- preview lessons. So you can just click on those on that homepage there and, and check it out for yourself and try it out. But what you want to do is just work on it for five hours per week. So your the bulk of it will be listening. And so you could, and if you're just listening to a symphony, which some of them are quite long, uh, you could be doing other things at the same time. You mm-hmm. could be taking a walk. You could be exercising. You could be driving in your car or mm-hmm. um it might be hard to read. You might want to have a little yeah. bit more concentration. But I mean, even if you're doing like multiple listenings of it, which I feel is is quite important, you don't want to just listen once. 
So you listen to it again the next day and the day after that. And the ones you enjoy the most, listen to in multi- for other weeks. It's a good way to make chores less painful. Oh, yeah. Too. Chores, too. There you go. <laughs> so um, so that it's it just a simple and fun way to get the credit. Mm-hmm. And, and you really are learning from it as well. Yeah. If, if you were just doing a music appreciation credit with your kids using the courses, would you have the kids log hours until they got to the state requirement? Or is there an, enough in the in just the description of the course to say, yeah, if you do all these things, it's a full credit? There is. There is enough mm-hmm. in the description of the course to do the full thing and get a full credit. Um, but I still probably would encourage my kids to log the hours to because it's possible you get to a particular piece and you really don't like it at all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't, really don't want to listen to the whole thing. Uh-huh. And that's okay, but you still need to make sure you're listening to enough hours per week. So of other yeah. things. Yeah. And I know those of us who are kind of old school homeschoolers, we log everything anyway, because we just want a paper trail. Yeah, just, and, just to be safe. Works. Yeah, <laughs> And that's why. So, so really in the 20th century, they could do a full credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this would, would for music appreciation with the middle ages, could they also get a full credit in that? Um, yeah, I guess you could. I've never really thought of it that way because it only oh. has 18 lessons, but you yeah. could go more in depth. I mean, if you're studying the week that you're studying Handel, why get a book about him? Uh or an audio book and spend some extra time learning about that particular composer. And then you could add some more hours to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's ways And the beauty of homeschooling is we can make whatever work, how we want to make it work. That's true to do it. So, well, okay. All righty. So we've got 20th century music appreciation. We've got middle ages. We've got the, the, older eras, the the romantic era Mm -hmm. in the 1800s. But I tell you what, if you go on Gina's music in our homeschool, she's got little mini courses and state songs of the 50 U.S. states. I mean, goodness gracious, like what an addition to an American history class or folk song a week. Like, you know what, I... I, I'm going to sit there and take all these courses myself. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually have have moms sign up to do it themselves. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the, the geeky things that's local, like our seven sisters and some of our local homeschool moms is sometimes we will do some of the reading courses during the summer that our teens are, are getting ready to do mm-hmm. just because we want to geek out on a book or two. Yeah. So now, now we need to geek out on some music. So, okay. All right. Well, let's, Gina, would you segue now and tell us again how to get in contact with you? Let's do your Facebook and and Pinterest and both of your websites. Okay. So you can find me. I have two websites. One is ichoosejoy.org. And that's my site that's more focused in for a general homeschooling and homemaking and family. And then musicinourhomeschool.com is my site that has all kinds of resources to help moms include music in their homeschools in all kinds of different ways. And then my course site is learn.musicinourhomeschool.com. 
And if you go to any of those places, you'll be able to link to my Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram. But basically, mostly it's I Choose Joy Now and Music in Our HS is how you can find me on Instagram. Very good. And we will put links in the show notes. You can also, at Facebook, do Music in Our Homeschool group. Yes. Because we will put links to kind of update um, interesting articles and posts. And mm-hmm. it's a, a really good wealth of ongoing information there. So, all right. Well, Gina, I'm going to wrap it up here. Anything else you want to tell the moms? Um, how about I give you a coupon code and you could share that with them so they can use it for any of the courses. We love coupon codes. So, okay. What, what will it be? Oh, how about seven sisters? <laughs> and so we'll put links in the show notes to that too. Okay, great. Oh, awesome, made my day. Alrighty. So this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and joined today by Gina Mayo from Music in Our Homeschool. We'll talk to you guys next week. 